You are listening to the Musician Today weekly podcast with Vera Bermenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Musician Today podcast, where we try to tackle and bring to your attention the most awesome developments in the latest careers of independent artists. And today we have the most epic guest that I have followed for years who writes the kind of music that I've loved since I was little. And she is not only a great musician and performing artist and also a YouTube star, but she's also created a program for you to learn how to set up your music career in today's world. And she truly is a musician of all trades. So welcome to the show, Taylor Davis. So good to have you and bear with me while I mispronounce half of your bio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> so here we go. And many of you guys know Taylor from her YouTube videos. She has been a role model to many of us and to many of our tribe who are listening today. And I cannot begin to describe to you how amazing she is. She is a full-time self-marketed musician, a new mom. Congratulations to a new addition to your family. <laughs> and she's, a, um, she's also recently launched her educational training series where you can access them on music, music, oh God, musicianofalltrades.com. There we go. <laughs> and yep. we'll talk about that in just a second. So Taylor used to be a, a girl growing up with a love for video games and an early interest in the violin. And it ultimately turned into a global phenomenon and crossover sensational artist that Taylor is today. She is a self-admitted proud nerd and still an avid gamer. <laughs> Her unique arrangements of many of gaming anime and films most iconic soundtracks have been viewed over 300 million times by her delightful audience of over 2 million YouTube subscribers. Yay! <laughs> and she credits her success to her mom, as she says so herself, because early on she didn't let her play video games until Taylor practiced her violin. So there you go. That's the first strategy to success. <laughs> and ever since then... Her amazing journey has included uh, her personally mastering a wide range of audio and video technologies to produce her art, the establishment of her independent music label High Wind Records, and the creation of an incredibly strong bond with her legion of loyal listeners who are inspired by her positivity, passion, and authentic connection to the music that they love so much. And as Taylor herself says it, the most rewarding part of all of it is hearing from fans who have been inspired in a positive way by what she's doing. And she feels really blessed to have such a wonderful and supportive group of people to share her music with. So go ahead, guys. Enjoy her latest episode, um, album. Sorry. It's the flu talking in me. So enjoy her latest <laughs> album, Odyssey, that I personally love. We're going to play about three tracks from that today, so stay tuned if you just logged in. She has composed, produced, mixed, arranged everything in her home studio, and she continues to build on the success of her prior work, debuting at number six on the Billboard charts for classical music. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> As a frequent live performer, Taylor has 
headlined tours in the US and Europe, and she has appeared at numerous anime and game-themed conventions, industry events, and colleges. She loves performing for people who enjoy the type of music that she does and trying to encourage them to follow their dreams in the way that she has been encouraged. So she's also a highly sought-after speaker as someone who successfully navigated her way through the constantly changing music industry landscape as an independent and largely self-managed musician. Being the subject of a featured case study in the Harvard Business School HBX platform on disruptive innovation and speaking on several panels at colleges and industry events, Taylor enjoys sharing what she's learned with others. As she said so, when she started, there really wasn't any roadmaps to follow. <laughs> so while it's been fun figuring it out on her own, she's happy to help younger musicians to pursue their careers and make it a little easier. So Taylor also serves as an ambassador for the I Am A Witness campaign against bullying, helping others to over overcome many of the challenges that she faced growing up. Um, as someone who's a self-proclaimed nerd, <laughs> she understands what it's like to be different and often feel felt um, okay different, sometimes facing the discrimination that she has faced as a child. So, all right, all of these amazing things we can find on Taylor's website at taylordavisviolin.com. On her YouTube, look her up at Taylor Davis. You can't miss her. She's there. <laughs> on Facebook at forward slash Taylor Davis Violin. On Instagram at forward slash Taylor Davis Violin. And you can also take Taylor's course at musicianofalltrades.com where she will personally coach you through the hurdles and hassles of your music career. <laughs> so, Taylor, welcome. How are you doing today? Thank you. That's uh, quite the introduction. I, I know. It. I'm so glad I got through that. I thought I was going to cough. <laughs> Thank you. I'm good. <laughs> great. Awesome. So, it's so great to have you here today. And I guess, you know, having such a multi multifaceted career, you are a producer, you're a performer, you're a composer. Um, you're a full-time artist. How did it all begin? Where did your interest in music begin? And what made you think like, oh, this is what I want to do? Well, like, okay, so way back in the day before I started playing the violin, um, I, when I first was inspired to start playing, um, I think I was in first grade and it was a Christmas concert actually. And I saw a girl get up on stage. It was an all-school assembly and she played Silent Night. And for whatever reason, I just, I can remember that moment and I was like enthralled by her playing and it was, you know, just a super simple song, but um, I just went home immediately and was like, hey, can I start trying the violin? And my mom said she was actually really excited because that's been one of her favorite instruments forever and she was hoping that I was going to show an interest in that. So, um, and then I wanted to quit like a lot during the first year and thank goodness my mom, she was like, we rented this violin for a year. You are sticking with it for at least the term of this rental period. And so now I am, uh, you know, extremely grateful for that, but well. Once I was able to start playing like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, that's kind of when I was hooked. I was like, okay, I can make some actual sounds on here that don't sound like so terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously it takes a while, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a learning curve. Well, that's amazing. Yep. That's great. <laughs> so such a that's simple hard. experience, but truly powerful, right? 
Yeah, no, so that's where it started, but I never really thought I would uh, have a career in music because I had been told, you know, growing up how it was kind of just like a very unrealistic career Mm -hmm. path, and, Mm -hmm. you know, people weren't doing the kinds of things that, like, myself and other independent artists are able to do nowadays, you know, that's changed a lot with the times, like, people's ability to even have this kind of a career, but, um, you know, so I kind of understand why it was discouraged when I was growing up, but... I also didn't really have a passion for classical music. I played classical music. I played in a lot of different um, performing groups. I played in like a fiddle group, a chamber orchestra, a quartet. I played in multiple different orchestras. And so it was something that I enjoyed doing, but I never thought I could really make a career out of it. And then I got a scholarship in college and um, towards the end of college, that's when I started kind of realizing there might be some other paths besides just, you know, playing in an orchestra or teaching. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started to kind of explore like the world of composing and like the technology that's available to be able to like make your own orchestrations from home and things like that. And so it wasn't until after I graduated college that I thought that I wanted to try and maybe pursue it a little bit more seriously. So it really wasn't a part of my life plan at all for a long time. And I feel very, very blessed that I was able to turn this into a career because it wasn't something that I even thought was possible. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Well, it's like Gary Vee, you bet on the right horse. (laughs) Okay, so um, when you played violin, it was mostly acoustic, right? But I I know you have some electric instruments. I can see them right there. So what what did an electric violin do for your sound? How did it change what you do? Um, I'll be honest, I don't use the electric violin very often uh, when I use it in music videos because everything's pre-recorded anyway at least like early on I would play everything live mm-hmm. and those were the simple one take videos where I was filming in my parents spare bedroom and stuff but now with you know doing the outdoor music videos and things like that um, the violins are basically like a prop so you know I still try mm-hmm. to be accurate with my <laughs> air bowing if you want <laughs> I still play and uh, some of the violins sound absolutely disgusting like yeah. out in that kind of weather and stuff too so I'm like glad that the uh, the audio is the studio version for these videos because no one would want to be watching this but um, the the electrics like I've played around just you know, at home, kind of, uh, I never got to the point with touring. Sorry about that. <laughs> I never got to the point with, with, uh, yeah, seriously, with touring where, um, you know, I was really able to take a lot of extra equipment. It was very like bare bones. So that was kind of like one of my hopes if I had continued with it, that I would be able to bring multiple instruments and do more with it, but it didn't get to that point. And, uh, after three rounds of touring, I was kind of, uh, you know, grateful for the experience, but it wasn't something that I wanted to build my career around or anything. So um, I'm hoping to get to play more um, in the studio and just like in my music videos and actually like use the sounds and things like that. But I have a problem sometimes prioritizing my time and now being a mom and stuff too, I'm just like, all right, I need to make time for certain things. Otherwise, it's just never going to happen. So I'm hoping, hoping this next year I'll be able to make more time for that because mostly I do just play acoustic or uh, the carbon fiber violin it's still an acoustic instrument Mm -hmm. I have a pickup on there and that's what I would use for most of my live performances but yeah it's a lot going on for sure lots of different things that you can do with the instruments nowadays which is really neat that's amazing yeah that's true all right so why don't we hear um the first track of Odyssey which is called 
gateway and then you can tell us a few secrets about how you made that <laughs> okay ready guys here we go So if I'm correct, you wrote, you arranged it, you mastered, recorded everything yourself. That album I had mastered by a mastering engineer, but mm -hmm. everything else, yes, Amazing. I did by myself. Wow. So what do you do? Like, do you record, like, <laughs> what do you do first? Do you create the backing track and then you put violin on top and then sort of see what works and what's your process? Or do you have music written out? 
Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> so for for that whole album, because I, I have worked in the past with uh, producers and co-writers, this album I did completely on my own, besides the mastering, like I said. But um, basically, like when either I'm arranging or composing, the first thing I do is usually start with like the backing track. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a few times where I've had like a specific med- melody in mind, like, you know, oh, I probably want to do this with the violin. But a lot of the times I'll start with just chords. I like to just use like a piano sample usually to kind of start laying things down. And then um, I work in Logic Pro X. That's the uh, digital audio workstation that I like to use. And then sample libraries. So really everything besides my violin is coming from the computer. So it's like a bunch of different sample libraries that I have and just load up those. I don't know if your uh, listeners are familiar with you yeah. know that whole process because it's for a lot of people, it's like mind blowing. Like when I first learned about it, I was like, wait, I can do this from my home, you know, by myself. Like, it's just, it's really neat. And just the other day I was um, changing my setup because we finally got a new computer and our old ones were about like five years old now. So we were really like riding them into the ground, but I just got a new one and I set up everything and like literally all of my samples now, like I used to have a separate computer just to run my programs off of. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is in this now, oh, wow. which is just, it's silly. It's like a two terabyte uh, SSD. And so it's just the technology has come so far. <laughs> it's just really amazing what you can do. So yeah, everything I've just produced, you know, really at the, at a home studio, I've moved a lot over the last few years. Um, well, over the last decade, really. And so just kind of found a setup that works in many different situations. I've never gone to a recording studio to record any of my album singles or any projects for anyone else. I always just do it wherever I'm living at the time. So I have like a setup that had like some sound isolation panels and like a microphone surround thing. And that's, that's worked well enough for me. Um, And it's a heck of a lot less expensive than it would be if I was you know, trying to go to a studio every time and the flexibility that you can just, you know, get a project done when you're feeling inspired or if you're on a deadline, if you're working with somebody else, like I just love having that flexibility. So I will continue to work like this uh, for the rest of my career. I just really like being able to do everything from home. That's true. I agree. I love the flexibility of in control that you have everything yeah. over your creative project, right? That's fantastic. I do work with other people too. Um, so what I create, like I do sort of a mock-up track and then mm-hmm. I go to see my producer at the studio and then we do everything together from scratch again. <laughs> yeah. So it's an alternative, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Sure. So do you teach people how to do this in your course? Um, do you show them how to basically create a project from scratch? So that's what we're going to start adding to it next year because um, we have 20 hours of content in there right now. <laughs> so we tried, to, yeah, and it's very like concise. Um, we cut out my breaths even like it's very seriously like because one of, one of the advantages of learning from a course like that is just having it, it as efficiently presented as possible because. The whole point of it is to try and save the students time from having to try and figure out everything on their own because it took me years to learn all of the stuff that I've put into this course and condensed it into 20 hours of content. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been asking our members because we've been starting slow this last year, almost like using our members as kind of like a beta to figure out, okay, like what's really been the most helpful? What kind of stuff would you like us to expand? Because it's something that we hope to just keep adding to over the years. and 
it is really something that I want to kind of be like an all encompassing thing for the students so that they can, you know, do all of these different things themselves, like if they need to, or if they want to, because I know not everyone wants to be a musician of all trades or, you know, someone who does everything themselves and it's not the most efficient, but for a lot of people out of necessity, that's how you got to start. And yeah. for me, you know, there are times where now, you know, obviously like when I'm doing music videos out in these different locations, like I hire people, I hire yeah. people to edit, things like that. And then I save the things that I really enjoy doing, like the producing and everything with the music aspect now, because yeah. um, I used to hire out some of those things too. Now I'm back to doing it myself because that's something that I just really like to be spending my time on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like the, the course doesn't right now, it, it covers kind of like audio basics, audio recording and production. So you can get up and running with recording yourself from scratch. But as far as sample instruments, we have a couple of videos on sample instruments. I talk about my composition process, my arranging process, both from a technical and creative standpoint, a couple of videos. But that's one of the things that students were saying, hey, we'd love to see some more in-depth videos on, you know, maybe a start to finish song or something like that. So I've already started working on some of that content. So we'll just keep adding that into the course just to make it even more, you know, valuable for everybody. So (laughs) that's amazing. I look forward to that. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like, yeah, I have to check with different people for different parts of it. So that'd be so great to have a unifying course where Mm -hmm. you just can get all your checks, right? (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, there, there is so much to know and so much to learn. And it's one of those things that still like people just have to be patient because one way or the other, like I can, teach you everything I know in a course or whatever, but it's still, you're not going to get results overnight. This is the kind of yes, career yes. where it is passion. And so you should really only be pursuing this if you are truly passionate about it, because yes. it's going to test your patience and you're going to get frustrated. And there's just a lot of work behind it and it just takes a while to build. But for me, it's been, you know, worth all the time and effort and everything that I've put into it. I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. So I feel very fortunate. Mm-hmm. That's great. So speaking of passion, um, where do you find your motivation to keep going? So what's the main thing that drives your process? Um, for like composing or just the whole business in general? Well, either or. <laughs> <laughs> um, for composing and things like that, um, I find a lot of inspiration from nature or things like mm-hmm. that um like a lot of the music videos that i do especially for my original songs we're kind of out in some nice yes. like outdoor locations i love pairing those uh videos with some nice scenery and stuff mm-hmm. um and then when i'm like sitting down to write usually like before i start i like to think of a specific mood and a lot of the times i'll be like okay like maybe i want to convey this type of a mood through this song. So then I'll just start playing around with chords and things like that. And then there's been plenty of times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to start off in this mood. And then the song com- becomes something completely different. And that's fun too, because you might start out in one direction and sometimes it's a little bit difficult to like, let it go to a different direction. Cause you're almost like having not to say that you made a mistake or anything like that, but you're having to like give up on the initial Um, idea for the project and just let it become what it wants to become and so that happens a lot to me where I'm you know starting in one direction but then I'm like okay no I just need to let this go in this direction now because it's sounding better that way so even though the original idea was so cool (laughs) (laughs) I know so there have been times where I'm like darn it you know like for especially for an album if I'm balancing 
um, like an original album and I want, you know, a specific amount of like this type of mood, you know, you want to have, you don't want it to all, well, maybe you do. It's, it's totally up to the person, but I like to have a little variety of moods personally. And so, um, sometimes I'll be like, okay, well, I have way too many of this variety now. And so I need to like force this direction, but, um, no, it's, it's fun. And that's what I love about, um, composing and stuff because it, it does just kind of become something completely different sometimes. And, uh, it's really fun to be creative in those ways. So I really enjoy that. Yes, absolutely. I love that too. I think I was writing before I could actually play very well because you know, yeah. since I started music at seven, and you know, my violin skills weren't that great, but I could hear stuff very well. So I started drafting out <laughs> some... seven is usually that great. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So for variety, let's listen to a track number four, which I love because it sounds so different. So this is the Hunter's Frontier. Here you go, guys. <laughs> Enjoy.
such a like delightful to hear that on a snowy day. <laughs> so yeah, it makes everything feel warm. I love it how in most of the tracks that I've heard of yours, there's a moment where everything's quiet and then it restarts again. I do that too. And I've had a lot of producers tell me, oh, that's going to be boring to listen to. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait, let it breathe. <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah, I like giving it space, you know. Yes, it's like you want exactly. you want to mix it up a little bit so it's not just the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally agree. Great. So, did this one also come like, you know, what did you come up with first? Motif or you just found the rhythm and got inspired and yeah. Yeah, this was a perfect example like we were talking about where I started in one direction and then it just like became this like random like playful western sounding yes. song, but <laughs> I like started it was supposed to be more like uh like a ballad like more subdued and I had this bass line and then I was like oh this is pretty fun like that that's what'll happen to me with the sample libraries like mm -hmm. if I find a particular synthesizer because I like to mix um like orchestral sounds with electronic sounds and things like that yeah no, it's really fun and sometimes you find you know sometimes it's just about finding like a specific new sound and then that sparks some sort of, uh, you know, idea or feeling that's like completely different from what you started with. And that's, I think what happened, I found this one like bass synth that was kind of bouncy sounding. And I was like, Oh, this is sounding fun now. So then I just kind of took it in a different direction. And then, yeah, it became something way different than what I originally uh, intended it to be. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I love it. We, we love what it came out to be. <laughs> it's all a process. Um, so what can we expect at this point in your course? So when somebody registers with your course, uh, what's the main thing they will take out of it? So they, like I said, there's like 20 hours of content in there. And the way, because we didn't do like a whole um, like beta testing thing with it or whatever, I felt like uh, for better or for worse, you know, I felt like because I had lived what most independent musicians also are living through, like myself, mm -hmm. and I had that experience to draw from and I remembered all of the things that, you know, were roadblocks for me, all of the different frustrations and all of the different resources that I've used over the years. Um, I kind of just compiled that and there's like seven different sections so we cover everything from like more basic audio recording production right now we cover mm -hmm. video production there's a lot of emphasis on business because I feel like that's what's really been able to set me apart from other musicians and just the reason that I'm able to have like a sustainable career doing this is really a lot more to do with um, business than anything else to be honest and so we do a lot on business which I know is not like a fun term for most musicians or most creative types but um you know there's a little bit of tough love in the course on that yeah. because I've had so many friends and I'm like oh my gosh you're so talented and you know great with your instrument or your music but then when it comes to the business and promoting themselves and things like that there's just you know nothing happening there yeah. and so that's really um the major takeaway I would say is just being having the confidence to promote yourself and then know all of the different resources available to you. And, you know, like I've like I said, I've lived through so many different things. So it's drawing from my experience. But I very honestly talk about, you know, how I felt doing certain things or my opinions on, you know, whether like hiring a PR specialist is worth it. And spoiler alert, for me, it wasn't at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like all of those different things that 
I know a lot of people wonder about like, oh, should I spend the money on this or that? And um, we don't have a lot in the course right now about Facebook marketing, uh, but we actually started, that's how we're marketing our course a lot. Um, and I'm starting to do content on my YouTube channel to help promote it too. But um, we're going to start getting into experimenting with Facebook marketing for like music specifically, because the other thing I want to do is be able to like save people money and time from having to run those experiments themselves. And so it's like, we'll just test with my stuff and then we'll report back basically to the members because uh, the course is you know pre-recorded it's 20 hours of content but then we have this community on Facebook it's like a private community just for members and mm -hmm. so that's awesome like people every day are in there talking to each other sharing the different things back and forth and advice and then I go in there on a regular basis just to answer questions and be mm -hmm. helpful and then once a month I'm in there to do a dedicated hour long or usually it's more than that but a Q&A session so people can come bring their questions and then I'll answer specifically because I know not everything obviously is going to be covered in the course and so then that's when like we send our members surveys and things like that to try and find out okay what else is missing like what would you guys like to learn in the future and things like that so yes. it's something that um, like I said we're hoping to keep like updating and it's not something um, that we even really like advertise we say that we'll keep the course like relevant and up to date in terms of like obviously like when websites go away or are no longer relevant or if something like becomes a bad resource then we'll update yeah. it but sure. I want it to be like more than that too where it's even like you know delivering more than people even signed up for or expected or whatever so that's just um I I find that I really enjoy teaching and mentoring and stuff like that so it's definitely something that's going to be at the forefront of my career moving forward and I think it's something just for the stage of life that I'm at and everything too like um, you know I do I do love what I'm able to do like on YouTube with the entertainment part of it but you know there's <laughs> there's only like so many more years that I'm probably going to be wanting to like cosplay and things like that and now like with having kids and stuff like traveling is just a lot more difficult and so I like that it's something too that I can you know, maintain out of the home and just do everything um, like I do with my music. Like I always want to be producing music and composing and things like that as well. That's amazing. Yeah, that sounds perfect. I want to do all of that too. <laughs> so um, 20 hours of content and more. How, how long did it take you to put it together? That sounds like a huge yeah. amount of work. It was huge. Like the only reason I was able to do it last year is because my husband, uh, Jared, he joined me full time in May of um, 2018. And so he was a software engineer and he had worked at a couple of different places. And uh, we always talked about like working together and I never wanted to push it because I always wanted it to be like, you know, his idea if he was going to do that because yeah. it's, sometimes it's healthy, you know, to have completely separate <laughs> careers and things yeah. like that. Like a lot of people have said to us, oh, good luck working together because, <laughs> you know, they don't feel like they could do that with their significant other. And thankfully in our case, it's worked out and we had experimented beforehand before he, uh, you know, stopped working at his other job to make sure that he was going to like everything. But that was definitely um, a joint venture because I I wrote out for, like I said, you know, we cut breaths, so like it's so concise. Yeah. So I wrote out script for every single, um, every single video. So it's, it's scripted. It's exactly what I want to be saying because I've bought courses in the past where people are just kind of rolling off the top <laughs> of their head or whatever. And with 
I'm sure you'll notice through this yeah. interview too. Like I, I sometimes just jump from one thing to the next. So I'm like, I need to be yeah. focused yeah. if I'm going to be like teaching people and having them like understand and absorb and not feel like they just went somewhere completely different in this video that they expected a certain topic about. But um, I would write all that out. We would video Jared and I then edited everything together. Like it took almost like a year and the last like part of the year it took it was just an insane amount of work we were up all night we were working weekends and Mm -hmm. we just we probably shouldn't have launched last December just because it was just like we didn't have a life really but we didn't have our child yet and so we felt like let's just get it done and so it's good that it's uh the majority of the work is over and like I said now obviously it's like I'm still active with the community Mm -hmm. and then we're still like going to be expanding and things like that. But the initial 20 hours of content and it's like 165 videos or something like that. Like it just took a while because we wanted to make them really (laughs) nice too. Like it's, there's text, there's B roll, there's all sorts of overlay. It's not just me, you know, sitting there talking or anything like that too. There's like a lot going on or a lot of demonstrations because I wanted it to be as, you know, helpful as possible. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's a huge project. I want to, I have a workshop that I wanted to launch and then eventually turn into like a course for students and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's hard to find a time when you're working, like working 12 hour yeah. days, gigging and teaching. It's really hard to find the time plus your album on top of it. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. It's hard. It's like just prioritizing. Like we stopped a lot of other stuff last year to make room for this. And mm-hmm. so I had gotten an album out. I did like a Disney cover album earlier in the year. And then after that, you know, we just started cranking on, uh, on this course thing. So it took a while, but it felt, I feel like it was worth it. And, uh, we're, we're very happy to have it out. And it's like, you know, very exciting to like be in a completely different project because I like trying new things all the time too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> well, I can't wait to take a look at it. And you guys, if you'd like to take the course and it's going to be expanded. So even at this stage, you are t- you're actually getting a lot out of it. So it's at musicianofalltrades.com. Is that right? Yes. yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so no, I- on, yeah, so I would definitely watch the webinar because we do offer a special discount um, from the webinar and it also gives you a great idea of the kinds of stuff that you're going to find in the course. It's hard to, it's hard to just, you know, show up on a website or whatever and really like understand like what you would be getting in there and especially cause it's a more expensive item or whatever. So we put this webinar together that, you know, hopefully gives people like it gives them peace of mind to know that it's like legit and there's actually going to be a lot of valuable stuff in there and you'll learn stuff through the webinar as well. Like we made that, mm-hmm very useful like we've had thousands of people watch the webinar and so many people write in they're like oh my gosh I thought you know because a lot of webinars too just like a lot of courses aren't they don't necessarily deliver on what they say they're going to or it's just pitching the product the whole time yeah and like all the comments we've had it's just like this was actually worth my time so it's like (laughs) yes thank you that's that's the goal (laughs) that's amazing very good all right, so um, I feel like we're at the stage where we could have a little fun with like a rapid fire game. All right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's do it. So I'm about to ask you 10 questions in under All a minute, right. and you try to answer basically the first thing that comes to your mind. It doesn't have to be accurate, it doesn't have to be, you know, good right away. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole point is to like not to overthink. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I have this epic countdown here. I'm going to get it started. And then three, two, one, I'll read the first question. Okay? Are Sounds we ready? Good. They're music related yeah. questions, most of them. <laughs> most oh, okay. of them are on point. <laughs> All right. Okay, so here we go. What am I doing? Wrong intro. <laughs> All right. What was your most memorable performance? Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's so hard. <laughs> Just a recent one. Yeah. Um, well, I played at a casino one time where a guy was interpretive dancing during while I was playing, and they nice. had to remove him. That was pretty funny. <laughs> cool. At what age did you pick up violin? Uh, seven. All right. How many instruments do you own? Well, nine, I would say, <laughs> that I actually play on. <laughs> okay. Uh, violin, acoustic or electric? Acoustic. What motivates you, in short? Ah, uh, family. All right. Which YouTuber you just can't stop watching? Um, Peter McKinnon. All right. <laughs> Your favorite songs to cover. Name three. Favorite songs to cover. Okay, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Now We Are Free, and uh, Attack on Titan. All right. And ah, we ran out of time. But no worries. <laughs> we can still finish the questions. So right. name three people that you admire. Three people I admire, just mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. Oh man, okay, well, my <laughs> husband and uh, my parents for sure. <laughs> it's all like family people <laughs> coming to mind right now. So perfect, it yeah. makes perfect sense. Um, dogs or cats? What's that? Dogs or cats? Oh, dogs, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Name three violinists or artists that you follow on Instagram. Three violinists, Chloe Trevor. She was um, on the show too. Yeah, no, Chloe's amazing. Um, to, it doesn't have to be violinists. Doesn't have just, to be, no. Okay, two cellos. Yes, yes, they're great. Yeah. And them individually as well. And then, um, trying to think. My friend Salome. Nice. <laughs> she plays piano. Nice. That's great. Well, perfect. Thank you for playing. We yeah. didn't make it, but we learned something. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So before we play our last track for today, I wanted to ask you one sort of big question. So in, you with your experience of over 10 years of building what you've built today, what is your biggest advice to an artist who is starting out in their career today with all the technology and everything that we have? So biggest piece of advice. All right. Oof, okay. Um, I would just say, you know, it is possible to do this kind of a thing on your own. And you, I think a lot of people are kind of hoping to be like discovered or something like that. And, you know, that usually doesn't happen anymore nowadays. Um, even if you wanted to be signed with a record label, most people who are signed, they aren't complete unknowns. It's people who've already built a career, built a following, and then they get signed. I personally have never been signed nor wanted to pursue that because I like being independent. But, um, you know, because that's, I, I see that voice a lot online, especially. It's like, oh, just write good music and then people will flock to you and you'll have management and you'll be signed. And it's like, no, honestly, like, I, I never was contacted by an agency or a management team. The one time that I did work with an agency and a management team was for touring, and that was through, like, a connection in the industry. That's how that came about. So, I mean, 
Um, the best thing that you can do is just build an authentic connection with your audience. So just building your audience as something that you don't need an uh, agency or a management team or a label. That's something that you can do yourself through the internet, through a number of different social media sites, you know, just make, make the kind of music that you're most passionate about and you will be able to attract, you know, people who are similarly passionate about that kind of stuff. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience, but there are plenty of different ways to go about doing that. And, um, you know, also learn the business. That's like a huge thing too. It's just, you can't just be a musician nowadays unless you are one of those people, which I don't know anyone like that who just was discovered and then magically all these people just took care of like everything else and they just got to make music. Like most all of the independent musicians I know who are successful are also wearing a lot of different hats. They're also managing themselves and promoting themselves. They know how to market. They know how to produce. They know how to do a lot of different things themselves. And so that's that's like why I made the course Musician of All Trades, because it's not for everybody, but it is for people who are willing to learn how to do all of those different things. And, you know, you can make it happen for yourself. It is just going to be, you know, maybe not exactly the way you imagined it, but it definitely is possible. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. I think that sums up everything. <laughs> it's more of a mindset shift, right? So most people think yeah. that things happen, but you have to work for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. And there's a lot of people who, um, you know, who like to just kind of make excuses and just, ah, well, I can't do this because, you know, whatever the reason is. And a lot of times, you know, it's fear that's causing people to say those types of things. So you don't want to fail. You don't want to look like you didn't succeed in something. I mean, when I first started posting on YouTube, like some people in my family and my friends groups were making fun of me because they're like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're getting no views when you start out. Most people don't get many views when they're yeah, starting out. Yeah. It took years for me to gain enough traction to be able to quit my day job and then be doing this full time. But, um, you know, this just is kind of how it works for most people. Most people I know, they had, you know, you don't usually see those years of struggle behind someone's career. Usually what you're seeing is the success. And so especially with social media, it's very easy to get caught up in, you know, looking at everyone's highlights and just thinking that all of these great things are happening to other people. And then you get depressed because you're like, oh, it's not happening for me. And, you know, like ask me who I follow on social media. And I actually had to think because there are quite a few people who I've unfollowed because mm -hmm. mental health reasons, yeah. you know, nothing against those people. But I've just personally let myself get to the point where I was like, oh, geez, you know, I'm not achieving what I want to achieve or like, look at what they're doing. It's so mm -hmm. amazing. And it, you just kind of get down on yourself sometimes because you're comparing to other people. And that's mm -hmm. never, never a good way to be, whether it's like personally or professionally. So, you know, that would be another piece of advice. I know you asked for like one thing and I'm just like spewing <laughs> well, all this okay. We're stuff. More. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's absolutely true. So um, there's a quote that I like to repost on Facebook. It says, starve your distractions and feed your focus so yeah oh, that's, that's definitely it because and it's got a picture of a lion on it I'm like, <laughs> so definitely there's so many things we could do today and it's just up to the point where you have to choose this is what i want to be and i'm gonna stick with that right so which is oh, difficult yeah. often difficult it is yeah we have like so many different ways to be distracted and entertained mm -hmm. nowadays like social media it it's an amazing tool and especially like I wouldn't have the kind of career I have without it, but 
Mm-hmm. I've also mm-hmm. learned over the years, like how it affects me just, you know, personally and how yeah. I need to be yeah. careful with my time spent on there. Cause a lot of the time, you know, you can use it for good or you can use it as kind of like a waste of time or mm-hmm. you're just, you know, getting caught up in what everyone else is doing and then you lose what you're focusing on. And, you know, so that's one of those things where now I usually say, okay, I'm only allowing myself like 20 to 30 minutes a day on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make my post. I'm going to interact with my group and then I'm out of there because otherwise, <laughs> you know, like hour later I'll be like scrolling through and then there's like a cat video and I'm like, wait, <laughs> what, where did this even come from? Like, why am I on here right now? But it, it happens. That's I know. <laughs> so I, I love to watch Gary V. He's really good about it. Oh, there we go distraction so yes and it's not about how much time you spend it but we, what we actually do with that time so if you are yeah. on instagram or facebook make sure that you're engaging with your audience in the way that you want yeah. to right as opposed to just the yeah, like randomly scrolling through stuff <laughs> and it's okay like sometimes too like i talk about this actually a lot in musicianable all trays because mm-hmm. it is something that you know I've been on social media now with my career I've been on YouTube it'll be 10 years in April and wow. so this is something that like I have a lot of experience with but um, just with like the comparisons and things like that sometimes you can use it in a positive way like mm-hmm. if you're inspired like I've been inspired by so many different musicians or content creators over the years and sometimes it's really helpful and inspiring mm-hmm be you know looking through other people's stuff and it's like oh you know that's a cool idea or oh maybe I should try something like that too but there's like a fine line between like using it positively like that and then getting sucked into you know just (laughs) feeling like comparing yourself in a negative way or things like that so you just got to be careful that's right Okay, thank you so much, Taylor. I feel like I've learned so much today. And there's more inside the course, guys. So go ahead, find it on musicianabletrades.com. Watch the webinar, learn from the webinar. I know that all the best courses I've ever taken, they had a very good webinar. So that's that's a good sign. (laughs) And we also, like, we're very, like, transparent and open about, like, what's in the course. And so you can look through every section. You can look through every single video title as well as the length. So you'll know exactly what you'll find in there so if there's stuff that you feel like is missing or maybe it's not for you you can know ahead of time before you join and things like that because and we also like have a very good uh, return money back guarantee policy because we don't want people in there who it's not going to be useful for them we want this to be a tool that is you know a resource for somebody the right people the right person because like I said it's not for everyone if you're the type of person who is willing to learn all this different stuff and wants to be in control and manage yourself and basically how I describe it is you're like a entrepreneur you're like a musical entrepreneur because a lot of the kind of stuff that relates to building your own startup business or being an entrepreneur it's so similar to what you're going to be doing with an independent uh, career as a musician so it's it's definitely for that type of a person who's uh, interested in in learning uh, about that from that kind of an approach yes thank you so much that's all so perfect <laughs> thank you taylor for coming over tonight and it's such a pleasure to have you i've anticipated this interview for months and i know we've all been really excited <laughs> well thank you that was great uh, being on i appreciate you taking the time thank you so before we go we're gonna play one more track for you guys and this is gonna be like our outro right and here i've already 
got my files mixed up. Of course I did. So <laughs> here we go. And this is track number 12 from Odyssey, which you can also get and enjoy the full album. And this is called The Starfire. So there you go, guys. Thank you, Taylor. Have a great day. All the best to your amazing family and all the best of luck with the course and updates and everything. And meanwhile, if you would like to come back and share something new with us, say you have a video, say you have a single or another album coming out, we love to welcome our artists back. So you can give All us right. a little preview of your new project. So yeah, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>